out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good afternoon. This is kind of a spontaneous one. But as promised, we would be covering the El Paso situation, whatever that is. It's more or less a Joe Biden postmortem, but we didn't put that in the description. Maybe we'll do it later, but for now, it's the El Paso update. Um, <clears throat> so, welcome, if you were listening. I'm just going to go ahead and invite some people. Looks like we got two other people already here. Who we got? I got Miranda and Alex. Welcome. Welcome to this edition of the Unsanctioned Citizen. It's going to be a quick one. Uh, I just wanted to indicate that I went down there in person to look at what was there. And um, it is super close to Juarez. Uh, I put a kind of live blog on uh, the Unsanctioned Citizen Twitter, which is at sanctioned UN. But they kind of reversed it. Instead of putting unsanctioned, Twitter gave me sanctioned un. So that's that's how it breaks out. So if you go to that Twitter feed, you'll see pictures that I took um, while I was there in El Paso of what was going on. It was really close to Mexico, so um, right over the, I guess, the entryway from Juarez into El Paso, downtown El Paso, there's a lot of tiendas, which are these little shops that have outdoor sales of clothing, um, grocery items, things like that. It's very, very Latin American that way. Uh, so this is where most of the people were coming in to get legal services or social services for, um, you know, if they needed help with anything, if they needed food, if they needed uh, legal assistance, they were all going downtown to, to this one particular church, which, you know, I've, I've decided not to name because I don't want people to bother them. Uh, all the same, because they're doing God's work in providing for the healthy or the hungry and the, you know, clothing the people who need clothing and not leaving people desperate and in human conditions. You know, giving them something instead of absolutely nothing and kind of demoting America further into a third world country. Because if we can't be compassionate to our fellow man um, when they are really bereft of most things, uh, a roof over their head, uh, good food, you know, decent food to eat or some food to eat, um, then it would be important to provide those things for our fellow man, but <clears throat> we don't always do it, so it has to be a spiritual act, um, and typically those things have been taken up by the churches, and um, often the Catholic Church. So I just wanted to clear that out of there. Uh, I don't find that feeding people who are hungry is bad, um, but the way they are collecting, um, and the way that they were gathered away from the streets was something that was pawned onto the feds. So I woke up to KVIA, which is a local uh, television news station, kind of recapping the Biden visit from Van Horn. I knew they were going to do this. Um, so I, I called all the reporters, and I, I tried to get somebody to talk to me about what was going on. And, of course, nobody was wanting to talk. And, 
And at six o'clock in the morning, it was quite there was quite a defensive delivery from the morning anchor that you know the the people that were removed from the streets were put into probably a federal facility because it wasn't the job of the mayor's office and the city of El Paso to deal with the migrants, quote unquote. Wasn't wasn't the job of the city to deal with the migrants. So this is couched as a federal problem, meaning Biden's problem. So <clears throat> and that, that's by the locals and that's 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 across the board. They're like the migrants really aren't our problem, but the crime is their problem. Since Biden took office and this there was a comparison, a live comparison when talking to people at a local coffee shop. They did say and indicate that the crime has gone way, 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 way up. Lots of shootings, lots of stabbings, lots of robberies because people are desperate. They come over the border. They have nothing. So what happens in Mexico when these people float in from wherever they're coming in, in from, whether they fly in, the people who can afford to fly in can afford to pay the cartels to fly over. So they're not going to be waiters over the Rio. The people who are waiting over the Rio are paying coyotes at the border. And before they get to the border, they're inland in Mexico. And we've discussed it before, but they're robbing people and they're creating problems for the, for the locals in Chihuahua and throughout Mexico just to get there. So... Um, this week, Biden is meeting with AMLO. Uh, that's that's shortcut for Manuel Lopez Obrador and Justin Trudeau at a North American summit. But it's mainly focused on trilateral trade so that we have labor agreements for the state to kind of grease the wheels on. One of the things that people largely were ignorant about was the role of the Department of State and the fact that they could ask for more visas or manufacture visa policy per nation state. So it is the job of the State Department to work with other nations on how many people can legally migrate to this country. And it's important to keep the spotlight upon them because most people are throwing their pith and their ire at border enforcement and at homeland security. But they are not the ones in charge of manufacturing a legal method for these people to come here and work. If they're, if they're border waiters, if, if they're serving a labor purpose across our border and throughout the United States, then that would be what it is. And I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. That's the quiet part, the labor part. Now, the the cartel part, um, I didn't get too dishy with. Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't with an accredited team. I didn't have an AP, uh, you know, protectorate that I could check in with. So, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't dig at all at the cartel piece of this, so I'm sorry to disappoint if anybody was trying to see if I'd stick my neck out for that one. Sorry, I didn't, and I won't. Um, I also have a husband person that, that insisted that that shall not be so. So unless I get <clears throat> accredited news like cover 
with a security team, that just won't be happening. I won't be diving into any of the, well, are you associated? Where are they staying? Who did you come across with? Which Gulf cartel? Was it the NPMG or the Gulf? Is it a new guy on the block? La, 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 la. None of that happened. None of that happened. But there is a, a very tall detention center in the center of El Paso. And it's, it's quite remarkable because it's one of the tallest buildings in El Paso. I said initially that it was a seven-story building. It is definitely more than seven stories. It is a skyscraper in the middle of El Paso. So I think that the Federals came in there before Joe Biden arrived. And as by habit, they just put those people that were on the streets with no seen documentos in those place and and put them in that federal detention center. That's that's what it, the rumors were. I couldn't, of course, get anybody to talk to me about it, but that's that's more or less what they said. And then, of course, there were a few people that got vouchers for hotels from the church and around. So, not to bore you, it's not the most flowery um, visitation of of what could happen. Or, I guess the numbers, if if we're gonna go over those. Uh, 759 border encounters, you know, versus 1,800 per month. 759. So they were going down based on the type of things that were going on with Biden before this, but it's it's Biden related. You know, it's it's centered around Biden and his change of weather on whether or not he wants to allow mass migration to just flood into the borders and how that impacts the the locals here in Texas and <clears throat> so the numbers are down there is some some relative cartel and police related you know violence meaning like there's violence that comes in contact with the police so that there is police related violence um, what else can I say? There was the numbers and... Oh, right. The city of El Paso's mayor showed the pictures of the downtown um, migrant situation. So, while Biden didn't see the migrants himself, there were he was presented with photos of <laughs> of the migrants who were camping out in front of the church and who had more or less put mattresses out on the street of El Paso and there is an El Paso street. I did see that they had cordoned off that area. There was a backhoe and a giant dumpster where I think they were putting in like the old, you know, ratty mattresses that were out on the street for people to that were just sleeping on them. And this was just right around the corner from the Greyhound station. So <clears throat> So that's that's more or less all I had to tell you. Um, that's that's a capsule version of what my trip was about. So does anybody have any questions, or would you like to call in and and cover any of this? Because <laughs> uh, that's really all I have to tell you. Uh, there isn't any major changes. The locals certainly don't feel like much is going to change. 
but if it did change and they did get more uh, legal visa migration, you know, more sponsorship here in the United States with relatives, that, that would certainly be helpful. The, the local publications are, are rife with suggestions. So if you, if you go to the local library and you pick any, any local pub off the shelf, like, like the, the daily, the weekly, whatever, they're all full of advice. They're like, here, do this, here, do this. And it's, it's basically shooting at, you know, legal work programs, legal visa programs, but nobody ever mentions the State Department ever. So that's kind of a technical thing. I wanted to just mention it. Um, so I will open the phones for anybody who would like to speak. I'll look down here in comments. Nobody's left a comment. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's all I really have to say this for this update. Does anybody have any kind of comment to say? Any up or down? What you think of, of the, the Biden visit to El Paso, whether you think it's going to make a difference. Oh, also, the locals did not feel safe. Like every single one I asked them, like, do you feel safe? And unilaterally, no, no. And if I wanted to be creative and title this, this, uh, this episode, something important, I would say living without security because they just live their lives and they know that there's no security, but they're like, what are we going to do? We live here. This is our life. You know, we're not going to stop living. So we're just going to go on with our lives regardless of whether there's security or not. And I think that's super brave. <laughs> because you can't. I mean, most most people who live near and, in, and around uh, third world situations, uh, proximal to war zones or gang violence, they say the same thing. I'm like, I'm not going to stop living my life because violence. I just can't. So, Blonde Economist says, driving or I would call in. Well, thanks for thinking of us. I really appreciate your, your listenership. Alex, Miranda, parting shots? I think that's it. I'm going to call it. Um, thank you for listening to this edition of The Unsanctioned Citizen. Um, oh, now she speaks up. She says, the cartels put a hit out on the court steps of El Paso at some point in the last two decades. I can't remember. But people... People were saying it was, it was doing their toes in, and uh, I don't, I don't doubt that. Di they were, but people were saying it was dipping their toes in. Um, I don't doubt it. There's lots of cartel folks around. They certainly have people monitoring the NGOs. I did tweet something about one of the NGOs that got a visit from Biden. And let me see if I can grab that before we get out of here. NGOs, Biden. Because we're, we've covered NGOs on this program a little bit. Some of them are, are quite helpful and humanitarian. Others are purely self-interested and want the association with virtue, but they have an entirely different agenda like UN NGOs. It's to manage property or to coordinate international policy by embedding it with the locals. Wow. That link regarding uh, NGOs and Biden is no longer around. 
Huh. So I'll have to go back and kind of dig that up for you. Uh, I'll, I'll put it up. Your, your car was texting for you. AI gone rogue. AI gone rogue, Miranda. So they were seeing how the U.S. would react, and we didn't. Violence exploded. All right, yeah, there's always a test case. You're like, well, let me see if we can just do it. And they just totally took advantage. So what, what's on the KVIA's news site today is uh, two dead, eight others injured after overnight crash a suspected smuggling attempt in Santa Teresa. Also the location of a border patrol ceremony. Update 2.02 p.m. Driver of a suspected human smuggling vehicle sped away from U.S. Border Patrol agents Sunday night, causing a rollover crash with multiple injuries. According to the U.S. Border Patrol officials, sorry, uh, eight people were in the car, two died on the scene, and others were taken to the hospital. U.S. Border Patrol officials say it happened around 10.50 p.m. when agents of Santa Teresa Station saw a car suspected of human smuggling at the intersection of Strauss and Pete Domenici Highway. Officials say the agents activated emergency lights, which prompted the driver to speed off and lose control. The incident is under investigation by several local and federal agencies. So, that's on the website. (laughs) And that's typical. That's like a Tuesday in El Paso. Rather, Sunday night. So I'm gonna leave it there. It doesn't. It doesn't look like this is gonna be a tremendously hurried change, but the fact that Biden was there was it was somewhat impactful for at least getting them off the street. The the El Paso street is more or less caged. There's a there's a big cage around it, and again, giant dumpster, huge backhoe. That's it. And uh, I think that was just a cleanup. So. It's not going to affect anything. And all the locals agree with you, Julia. Everyone agrees with you this time. So congratulations. You're a smart lady. You should keep calling in. Okay. So I'm going to take off. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.